It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. night kids so you know what that is you know what that means it's another episode i'm sorry to say of the loud pedal i am joined with my co-host big daddy michael clark griswold what's up uh, and look at this three weeks in a row jennifer punty the ghost hello and of course me the asshole the one and only the mel Tonight's guest is Nitro, Nick Leach. Welcome to the show, Nick. Oh, a pleasure to be here with you guys and, and Gal, and uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. Thanks a lot. Yeah, hey, thanks for, yeah thanks for coming on. So I'm going to oh, no. ask the first stupid question. Uh, so how long have you been announcing for? Uh, well, next year at New Egypt, it'll be 25 years. Uh, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the years that it's been dirt, I've been there, me and Pete Wartman, Pistol Pete, uh, the whole 25 years as soon as they transitioned to dirt. Uh, I was actually going to be a race car driver there. My brother and I had two cars, and one was supposed to be for East Windsor, and the other one was supposed to be for New Egypt, and it was supposed to be my rookie car. And uh, he went up uh, – not having two cars. So I said, well, make my car the New Egypt car, and you'll have a car for Windsor and a car for New Egypt. And we wound up giving that car to him, and that's what he ran at New Egypt. And I made an offer to be the announcer at New Egypt. And thanks to Mark Blackwell and, and a couple other people, I wound up getting a job, and then Pete got the job, and that's how that happened. So you're back uh, in New Egypt during the asphalt days. How How was that? I I never, believe it or not, I never watched a race, an asphalt race at New Egypt. I raced go-karts there when it was asphalt, but by that time, they had stopped racing asphalt cars there. I raced go-karts there, believe it or not, as big as I am, I did fit in a go-kart. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, um, the track has a lot of history to it. I been announcing there since it's been dirt but I, I never watched an asphalt race there but there was a lot of great racers that raced there Gil Hearn and Tony Siscone and all Gil them Hearn, guys yeah. and, and and Jimmy Blewett's father and, and them guys and there there was a lot a lot of history there and the track was just run down and on the way to the shore one night Ricky Grasso was going to the shore and he seen it sitting there and he said hey dad why don't we make that a dirt track and that's what they did so what do you mean when it, when it was dirt, not dirt section? Are we we clear on that? What was that? When you when you say dirt, you don't mean dirt section, correct? No, 
when Michael Sancelli was there, we've done some stuff with dirt. Uh, Michael Sancelli was was a um, was a, a race director there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when Mike was there, we've done some things with dirt. And in the beginning, we had some dirt shows there. Bob McCready won the first dirt show there. The track was a cornfield. I mean, it was bad, and he was the only <laughs> one that didn't complain. And uh, yeah, I've I've had I've got to meet some really great people there, and and my I have the greatest job in the world, man. I get to interview my heroes that I, my brother raced cars against most of them guys that race pal and yep, Horton and them guys, you know. And my, Jimmy wound up driving for us, and the late Doug Hoffman drove for us. My brother thought Doug was the greatest thing since sliced bread, man. And if Doug would have lived longer, him and my brother were talking about the poker series and Doug my brother putting a car together for Doug to drive in the poker series. So it, it kind of, my, my brother's heart is still broken over that. Yeah. It's tough anytime he loses a guy like Doug himself, you know, a great race car driver. And he was doing, uh, he was doing great things at Bridgeport when he took that over and stuff too. Um, how, how many different times has the track at New Egypt been uh, reconfigured? Three. Three times. It was real. It was really, really small uh, when when we first ran, and that's when Brightville had a handle on it. I mean, Kenny won everything in the first couple of years, uh, in 98 and, and 99, and Billy didn't show up till 2000. Oh, Billy. <laughs> but Kenny, Kenny won everything. He won the heat races. He won the features. And the only thing Kenny didn't win there was a championship, uh, Roger Lorena won the first dirt track championship there. I remember uh, And and in the number thirty six car. Yep. Uh, but Kenny probably should have won two championships at New Egypt. But uh, yeah, it was really really small then. If you you guys were there, the flag stand, uh, right at the flag stand, like five car lengths at the flag stand, you made a left for turn one, okay, and it was man. it was like a, it was it was like a teacup. It. it it was interesting. There was a lot of good racing, and then Ricky expanded it, and then Fred done a couple of different things with it. We added more banking to it and stuff, so it's changed like three times. I mean, the racing seems to be great there, so hopefully it doesn't change anymore. Uh, I know I've, well, I've heard some rumors they want to make it a little bit bigger, but I, I like it just the way it is. I I think now that we got a handle on the track, Joey's got a handle on the track, and, and Ricky Grosso's been helping him. Of course, his kids race there, so he wants to have a good track for them too. And But Ricky's just one of them guys that just wants to have a good track for everybody. And they finally got a handle on it this year. The track was smooth. It wasn't wasn't eating any tires. You guys were there. So, I mean, it, it they really got a handle on the track this year. It just it sucked that we – didn't get to start until later, but I'm a firm believer that we should start the end of April anyhow because the weather starts to get a little better and you get more fans. So I I wasn't too mad about starting a little later because the weather was warmer and, and the people came right from the outside. If it wasn't for COVID, we, we probably would have done a whole lot better. I mean, every, the, the, what, the past, especially this last time all four of us were together, we absolutely just got spoiled rotten. And I, we really like. We enjoy going to uh, New Egypt and that. We got no. to meet you. I was go- I was going to steal Dr Pepper out of the cooler over there, so that was all good. But I I didn't I didn't have the balls to. But next time I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that Stacy is great. You know, yes. anytime you guys want to come there, you just 
she's great with that kind of stuff, you know, and, and you guys can come there anytime you want. You're welcome anytime. And I'm sorry I didn't get to spend a lot of time with you guys, with me doing what, with the other stuff that I do. I know Matt took you guys around and done things yeah. with you, but hopefully next time I'll get to spend more time with you and go out back with you up in the tower back there on the back stretch and stuff. And uh, that it, I, I was kind of aggravated at the end because I didn't spend that much time with you guys. And I told Matt, I said, tell him I'm sorry. I didn't spend no time with them, but I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. It, I mean, it, it, the track is, 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 is a state of the art facility and, you know, there's some, still some things we got to do, you know, and, uh, but we're, we're getting it. It's turning the corner now. I think, I think Joey and Stacy finally got it to, to turn the corner a little bit. And I know Joey wants to put a real aggressive schedule for next year together. He wants to get a lot of racing going and do a lot of different things. He, he he had mentioned something about the world of outlaws maybe coming back, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think we uh, we really enjoy the facility. It's a great facility, you know, and no no track's perfect, and uh, you know we do every week everything we can to try to help promote the track. Cause I know you know for for whatever reason the track it's a bad name, but you know we we always put it out there how much we love the place and and try to encourage people to go and and you know. If, have go to the track themselves rather than just bashing it on on Facebook or whatever with never even stepping foot in the facility. Well, that that that's the thing that makes me mad. You got these people who never wrenched on a race car, and never never you know done any kind of work to put a car on a racetrack or never done any promotion wise or anything like that. But they got all the answers. Come Monday morning, they're the Monday right. morning race car drivers. Right. Oh well, Billy Pouch should have did this and he should have done that and. You should have done this with the racetrack. Hey, anytime you want to come help, you're more than welcome to come help. I mean, you know, look at all the money Doug spent down there at Bridgeport to do what he does, and he's getting ridiculed too. You know, it's just crazy. He's trying to keep a Saturday night track together. We're trying to keep a Saturday night track together, and we just just want to succeed and keep these tracks in, like, Wall Stadium. There's only three of them left in New Jersey, and we got to try and keep them together the best way we can. And you see the way Stacy runs around there like a maniac. Joey runs around like a maniac. Joey and, is a and, maniac. And, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Joey reminds me of Nick, Nicky Santor for Casino. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but it, it, he's a straight shooter. He was a fan. He got involved. He convinced Fred to let him do what he does. I mean, he's a little abrasive sometimes. Don't get me wrong. He, 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 he's not a people person like we are, and people take that the wrong way, but his heart is in the right spot. He'll do anything to make the track work. He'll do anything to help you. I've had my differences with Joey before he took over, and we made amends, and he treats me perfect. So does Stacy. I couldn't ask for a better place to go to and work. That's my fun job. I drive a dump truck during the week. Yeah. yeah. Deal with all the idiots out on the highway. And if they race three or four nights a week, I, I wouldn't have to drive a dump truck to be honest with you. (laughs) They take care of me pretty Uh, well. (laughs) I, I, we thought Joey was great. He let us do whatever he wanted. We just told him what we're doing. Like, all right, we're going to take it. We're going to take a golf cart around because we want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a fuck. He goes, just have fun. Yeah. He don't care. He don't nah, care. Don't give a shit. You know, he goes, go he, run around the know, course, whether at full speed if you want. I don't give a shit. Just make sure you wear your vest. I'm like, all right, Joey, no yeah. problem, dude. Nah, he don't care. He, you know, he, 
he he's just gotten to the point to now where he he, he knows the track is good now. Now he's going to concentrate on some other stuff right. to make the track right. better. I mean, right. you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to get people in the stands now. You know, oh, and, and it, it, it's just crazy. Now it's a different kind of fan now. When we were younger. We would yep. go watch shopping carts in the Kmart yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> yeah, now they want to be entertained. You know, they come in there with their sandals on and their, and their shorts, and they're yeah, like, and I'm looking look. at them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking Prima at Donna's. them, I'm like, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, where should we sit? And I'm like, go down to turn one. Because I know they're going to get blasted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they go down to turn one, and then you see them walking back, and they're looking at me like, you son of a bitch. Look at my shorts. Look at my shirt. It's all brown. Hey, you're at a dirt track. What can I tell you? You know what I mean? There's no champagne I never, <laughs> Right. I never complained about dust in my life when I went to the racetrack. I never complained about the time that I spent there because I loved going to the track. Now you got people, oh, it's, it's longer than three hours. We need to get the hell out of here. What the fuck did you come for? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They, they, they just don't, they don't get it. They don't get, it's, it, it's, it's a journey. It's about us. It's about you, us, us doing this podcast, meeting the drivers, meeting uh, yep. other people who become lifetime friends of yours. I, they just don't get it, what it's about. Back in the day, we went to Flemington. You took your goggles, you took your bandana, yeah. and, and you knew you were going to get dusted if you sat in turn one and two. You went there knowing that, and you loved that. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to get dirty. I'm going to stay home. Or it's too hot. I'm going to stay home. If I told my brother it was too hot, I wouldn't go into the races, you know what he'd tell me? Don't come to the freaking garage and worry, you fag. You know what I mean? So it's just the way it was. It was just, you know, you, lo- you went there knowing that you were probably going to be there. You hoped that it would run later than 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah. can we get more racing? And now it's like, I want to go there from 7 o'clock. I don't want to be there no later than 1030. And let's put a curfew on this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no. I mean, when I was a kid growing up with a track, that was like, that was all the rage. It's like, you know, how late can we be out tonight? And then it yeah. was like, you know, it's like, oh, who got hit with yeah. the most mud balls tonight, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, we all done it. We all sat in front of the grandstand with our matchbox cars. You come yeah. home. It, you and you're covered with dirt, and your mom go get a shower. Why, mom? I want to smell like this tomorrow. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? It, I, I don't. It, 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 so much has changed over the years, but I'll tell you what. I, I, I put a post on Facebook about how old I was, and I put a picture up that I probably should have never put up with that Richie Cunningham sweater I had on. But anyhow, <laughs> but anyhow, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was just a Christmas sweater, but I had the McDonald arts going. It was probably like late, late 80s, maybe early 80s. No, it was probably earlier than that. But anyhow, Lisa Horton put a thing up about the 60s and the 70s and the time we grew up, and you had to put a picture up. So I decided to put this picture up. And uh, you'll see it on Facebook if you go on there, and you'll see it, and you'll probably have a wise crack to remind me how stupid I looked back then. But I, I don't. I don't do that. Yeah, sure. Well, you don't do that. The hell you don't. He'd be the first one to screw up the bust my balls, so it's no problem. Club going. That's funny. That is hilarious. So, so I, I, I think we ought to start doing a live, a live broadcast. Uh, you know, I think we ought to start having. 
like multiple yes. camera angles and stuff. I think we ought to set up like a Tonight Show type deal. What do you guys think? I think well, that'd be we're great. We're planning for 2021. Okay. And I can be like, you know, I can come visit you guys wherever you're going to have it. And, you know, want, you know, I can be like the stand-up comedian that comes in once a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, you warn yeah, everybody up for us and stuff like that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can be your fu- your fluffer. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what they use fluffers for, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just we've all been on there. Your kids at home, yeah. Okay, uh, parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you, our first our first live episode will be from the the Kratchen's garage. Yeah. There you go. And they, they're great people. They're they great are. people. They like they're us the for some reason. We still can't figure out why they like us. Because you're different. Because you're different. I, I, you know what I mean. And 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 that's what it's all about. I, I've known them forever. I watched watched the kid grow up, and he's a hell of a race car driver. He's got no fear, that kid. He's got it. So no doubt about that. I mean, uh, so 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 what? What legends have you? I mean, besides Bob McCready, that's just awesome. I mean, Bob Bob wins everywhere. Australia, yes. Texas. I mean, and you mentioned Kenny Brightbill. I mean, what doesn't and hasn't he won? Right. I mean, you know, me growing up, you know, where I did, and my brother ran Flemington and Windsor and all them. And yeah. for me to, you know, interview Billy Pouch Sr. and then see Jr. and interview him and watch him win a championship, watch his father win a championship at the same track, and, and – Roger Lorino, I grew up with yeah, him, Roger, and then you have, yep. and Brett Hearn has been uh, there. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, Brett Hearn, Brett, Brett Hearn, I you know, got to interview Mr. Hearn. Oh, uh, boy, aren't you, you know, The Johnsons, you know, I mean, everybody's probably traveled through there. Uh, and then we had, when we had uh, the championship stuff with, with the all-star drivers, uh, we had Dale Earnhardt Jr. there, Martin Truex there, Jimmy Johnson before he ever won a championship was at New Egypt. Spent a lot of time with him. He actually came early when he was supposed to come, and I got to spend a couple hours with him. I mean, unbelievable. That's and that was before he ever right even there. won a championship. It, yeah. And uh, got to spend time with uh, with Kenny Schrader was there. It was a kind of deal that we had with, with, with uh, the Brigada. And the guys would come if they wanted to drive one of the modifieds, they could drive one of the modifieds out there. And it, it was a pretty promotional deal that we had with Brigada. That's when the Grossos owned it. And uh yeah, it was it was pretty neat. A lot a few NASCAR guys came there and drove cars and it was pretty cool. That that was pretty neat. But I gotta say that the coolest thing was my I watched my brother win his first feature at at East Windsor in nineteen seventy seven. And he won his last feature at New Egypt, and I got to interview him. He didn't say but two words after he got out of the car, but I got to interview my brother at, at New Egypt when he won his last race. So that's kind of like one of the best things for me, wise, you know, because my brother was my hero, you know. Yeah. So yeah. pretty neat deal. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of Roger Laredo, I remember watching him back. I'm from New York. I'm from the Orange County area, so – Orange County Fair Speedway is my home track. With the tri okay. series with Flemington, Orange County, and Nazareth. Okay. Roger was always solid. Very, very solid driver. Well, he's from like Staten that. Island. Roger yes. used to drive yes. a taxi cab in, yes. in Staten yes. Island. Yes, And, and yep. yeah, he was one of my favorites when I was a kid. And, uh, of course, he ran Bridgeport. He ran the 125 car. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, he, then he married uh, one of the Tanners, and he wound up driving for Jake Tanner. 
a great guy. And of course, Timmy Tanner, who runs a sprinter and, uh, he ran a modified for many years, him and his father at New Egypt. So yeah, I, I, them guys are all like family to me, you know, and that's what makes my job so cool when I go around and, and do the heat race winners and all the other stuff. And, uh, it's pretty neat. Pete does the play by play and I do all the other stuff. He's kind of like the, the, the news guy and I'm kind of like the retard and he saved me a lot with an earpiece. <laughs> He's kept he's kept me under control a lot. If it wasn't for Pete being in my ear sometimes, I probably would have rang a couple of people's necks over there just uh-huh. from not standing not standing for the national anthem or getting stupid while Reverend Dan's doing the prayer. I've had a couple of times with that and I I just don't go for that. I I just I you know I, I, if you're not going to stand for the national anthem, you want to get your money back and go home because you're not welcome there as far as I'm concerned. And, and, and Stacy feels the same way that I do. We're, we're right there in the heart of the military. And, and I just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't go for that. And I, I, I believe in your cause. I know you're fighting for something, but don't use my flag and don't use my national anthem to get your point across. There's so many other ways you could use that. You know what I mean? Just, just, I, I don't, that pisses me off like you wouldn't believe. So, so uh, when when we were at New Egypt the last time you were there, I, I got to admit you're kind of like the Godfather in that pit area, just sitting there. You just point to go down and like come here, and, and he dropped, cut us off. We were talking to him and went right, right to you. I was like, man, look at the juice this guy's got. Nah, I Ryan, my brother used to help Ryan out, so and I hadn't seen Ryan in a while. Because he hasn't, he hadn't ran there on a regular basis, you know. And uh, you know, me, I get along with all them guys, you know. Like I, I talked to Danny Buck uh, uh, Monday morning after the fiasco at, at, at Susky, or where it was Bridgeport. It was at Bridgeport. He had an yeah, altercation with Mister Godown. Yes, so I did. called him up. I said, I said, oh, I said, other than you not behaving yourself at Bridgeport and drawing a crowd, I said, uh, well, uh, you're not coming back to New Egypt? I said, you won a championship, you won the big race, and now you're not coming back? Oh, I need a change of scenery. Danny's a good kid, you know what I mean? And, he, and, and he's a good driver, and he wants to branch out and do some other stuff. He promised me he'd be back for the big shows, and uh, I wanted a door off of his car to put on my deck at my house. I said, mm-hmm. if you win the championship, I want one of your doors. And he said, okay. So he said, go down, kind of crush the one door, but I'll try and protect the other door. He goes, I got one more race to go. So I said, all right, stay, stay away from go down. So I get my door. So <laughs> just stay away from him. We don't care about anybody else. Just stay away from Ryan go down. But, you know, they're, they're both hard chargers. They both want to win and they're not going to give an inch either one of them. And, you know, sometimes it's racing. Sometimes your adrenaline gets the best of you. And I'm friends with both of them. You know, I'm friends with all of them. You know what I mean? That's what makes my job so much fun. Like I said, I got the greatest job in the world. That's that's what makes my job. I can walk into any trailer, talk to any of them like I'm talking to you. And uh, it, it it's just fun. It's just really – and the kids and, and the parents, you know – this year we couldn't do what I really wanted to do. We usually give away a lot of prizes and, and get the kids involved. And we couldn't do that this year because of the, the virus. But hopefully all that shit's going to end. I mean, they're putting all these restrictions on us again. And it's yeah. just it's just out of control. It's just out of control. Well, if we get back to racing normal next year, what we want to try to do, obviously, you know, we want to start doing some live shows and stuff. But what we want to do is we want to get – uh, involved with some tracks and maybe do some live shows uh, at some tracks next year. 
Yeah, sure. You're more than welcome to come to our track. Oh, Not we a figured problem. that. That's going to be like our second home now. So it's, it now became our favorite New Jersey track. It did. I mean, just all you got to do is call us. All you got to do is tell Stacy we're coming, and, and she'll put your name on the hit list, and you'll be there. Oh, I don't want to be on the hit list. The hit list? We don't want to die. I don't want to be on the hit list. <laughs> Are you going to walk down with, like, a nice scarf, and then we have to sit down and talk with you and break bread with you or something like that for on this hit list? Yeah. Well, you, we put this thing in the palm of your hands, and we light it, and you got to yeah. keep it in the palm yeah, of your hands. Yeah, but I don't behind me because we all know what happened in Goodfellas, right? <laughs> yeah, and then we prick your finger and all that stuff, and then when they tell you to bend over, they tell you to feel a little pressure, then you got problems. Yeah, well. Other than yeah. that, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, last time I somebody said that I woke up with my pants you know, missing in my uh, my Monte Carlo. But anyway, let's get back to racing. When they tell you when they tell you you're going to feel a little pressure and you got both hands on yeah. your shoulders. Oh my God! That's yeah. when you run. Please, please don't do it dry again, please. <laughs> Did you oh, use yeah, this time? Yeah. That Nick Leach was such a nice guy. Did you hear the podcast on Loud Pedal? I think we just went to X-rated on this one. <laughs> the, he was the, such a nice guy. Keep the kids away from that thing. I don't know. He's going to put it in Mike Dry or something if he bends over. I don't know what the hell's going on. But I get free coffee. That's all I know. We were talking about pitching pennies. That's yeah, sorry. Chicken fingers and fries. I don't know how to have yeah, It just went a buck after that. Talking about the wrong thing. Jennifer's even blushing on that one. I'm sorry, Jen. <laughs> no, she hangs out with if us. If you're with them, so you shouldn't be blushing about anything. Oh, yeah, no, she's, like, oh, she's like amused. She goes to therapy every week. <laughs> no, see, there you go. I twice, hope you guys are paying though. for her therapy. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn shame. Yeah, well, you know. We can't be the cause of her therapy and pay for it at the same time. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Well, we could take donations. We'll start a cause or something. There we, there we go. There we go. Uh, we can do that. I had a question. I forgot what the hell we're talking about now. <laughs> I'm going to get violated. Oh, I'm going to get violated if you're way back, like back in Catholic school. Um, anyway. <laughs> now you're going to have to go to confession, my son. This show just got out of control. <laughs> yeah. This just went yeah. way... We're way off the island, kids. Father, before I sin. That a professor can save us on this one. Exactly. Oh, we're in trouble. Well, this is why we have the show. We have fun. Just like what we're doing. Well, see, that's, people forget to have fun. That's exactly. the problem. They get, a, exactly. they get a stick up their ass, and they get pissed off about different things, and you know, I, I, I told my wife, I said, when I get done announcing, I'm going to have one night of stand-up. It's going to be called A Night with Nick Leach Racing and Other Things. Oh, and boy. nobody nice. is going to be off limits. Everybody that's ever pissed me off, everybody that's ever done <laughs> something stupid, they're getting it. And I'm going to tell them, if you don't want to be insulted or picked on, you might as well turn your ticket in now. I'll give you your money back because you're getting it. There's so many things that I see that I want to – comment on and i can't on the internet because of who i am and what i do at new egypt oh my lord trust I'm me bu- i'm buying a front row seat to that show oh, yeah we're, de- we're there we're definitely there for trust that one me. Know that. No there's a lot of that. people out there that are experts that shouldn't even open their mouth 
No, that's you're what right. pisses me off. A lot of them that's are what pisses me off. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, just going back to the whole uh, shepherd stew thing, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's an exactly. expert. Exactly. It, it really exactly. pisses me off. It really pisses me Yeah, I mean, me them guys work hard at what they do. Absolutely. They're smart at what they do. Absolutely. And every time a guy wins a ton of races, he's cheating. Every time Billy used to win it in New Egypt, he was cheating. Oh, he's got to be cheating. He's got to be doing it. You know what? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Okay? And it ain't cheating until it ain't cheating until you get caught. You're a goddamn genius. Okay. And 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 so be I mean, look at Chad Canals and Jimmy Johnson. Chad Chad didn't change the rules, he just went within the rules and every time they caught yeah. He, they play in the gray area. They all play in the gray right, area. I've right. said that. Exactly. And and you can't you can't penalize a guy for being smarter than you. Why would right. you do that? Yeah, and that's what they used to do with him, and that's what they used to do with Ray Abraham. Same thing. Ray, you can't do it. Okay, fine. But don't penalize me because I'm smarter than you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and a lot of these guys have been around for years. They know all the tricks. They know all the tricks, and, they, and a lot of them are just that much into what they're doing. Some of them guys don't have a regular job during the week. All they do is work on their race cars. All they do is work on their setups, and that makes them that much better, and they have yes. more seat time than most of these guys. Yes. Yes. You should be – we should be lucky to watch Stuart Friesen, Matt Shepard, Billy Pouch, Jimmy Horton. We sh- we are blessed to be able to watch these guys race. And, but, and you don't have to like them. Just enjoy it because these guys are exactly. just, like you said, these guys are just pure talent. Right. You might not like Billy Pouch Sr., but you're going there to see what he's going to do. You may not like Junior, but you're going to go to New Egypt to see if he's going to win tonight, see who he can beat. You might not like Ryan Crachin, but God damn it, when he gets on the throttle and he dances that thing around the top of the racetrack, you're watching him, ain't you? That's sure what it's that about. Long. Yeah, I That's mean, what be, it's be, about. Yeah, me coming from New York, I got to see, in my opinion, the cream of the crop. Uh, barefoot Bobby exactly. Creedy, Jack Johnson, yep. Alan Johnson, Hearn. Yep. Hoffman, when Hoffman yep. came up playing uh, with Whip Up Bobby. Yep. Redfield Chauffeur, I saw them all, and I tell you what, yep. I am one of the luckiest people right now yep. to see it. I didn't like everybody, yep. but gee, the, the French Canadians would come down and kick some yep. ass, too. It was just inc- absolutely incredible back then. And that's what it's all about. And then he would come for the Flemington 200, all them New York guys. Yeah. And, they, you know, all the New York guys are coming. And you know what I mean? It, it, it was just so different back then. It, it was it, great. It seems like there's, there's like so much malice now. And there's so many people. And, 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 and the Internet's good for a lot of things. But it's but also the bad is for bad, a lot of things. Bad for a lot of things, too. Back yep. then. You didn't know nothing until you picked up the Gator Racing News or the Area Auto Racing News. Yeah. You didn't know that that guy got disqualified for something. But now, oh, I heard he got disqualified because he had bad fuel or he had the wrong carburetor on. You know that instantaneously before the tech guy even fucking said it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, right, yeah. How, he's how, right. How the hell did that happen? I had my camera over top of the tech area, and I seen him say carburetor. What? What are you talking about? You, you you never know that. You'd have to wait till the till, till the racing paper came out. Well, such and such got disqualified for some. Now it's like instantaneous, and they're all experts, but it's the same haters oh, all the, the time. It's, it's the, the people same that haven't ones. left their parents' basement in twenty years. Yep, go back under the rock you crawled out from under. Yep. 
I agree. And, and, and I forgot more than most of them will ever know. And, and I, I, you know, I talk to my brother once a week and he calms me down. I just lost my older brother this year. Sorry my brother, Ken, lost. he was the first one to take me to the races, took me to Flemington when I was a kid with his kid back of a station wagon, a Chevy station wagon, flipped it back down, have lunch in turn one and two. He was the first one to take me to the track. I was hooked ever since. And uh, I, I talked to him and he's like, Nick, you just got to watch what you're doing and watch what you're saying. And, you know, I, like, like I told you this afternoon when I talked to you on the phone, yeah. we get along with people because we're just like them. We don't try to be different than them. Right, when yeah. I walk down the grandstand or I go at New Egypt and talk to these people, they know that they could be me. They could come out of the grandstands and do, because I'm just like them. I'll sit in the grandstands and drink a beer with them and have a good time. I'm not uppity. I don't want to be uppity. Some people like me. Some people don't. Ernie Saxon told me a long time ago, Nick, he said, Nick, if you, if there's 50 people who don't like you, there's a hundred that do. Don't worry about the 50 that don't. I said, okay, Ernie, if you say so. Yeah. And uh, you can ask, right. ask, these, yeah, ask these two. Like when I, when we get to a race together, I'm like a little kid. I have to be around every, I just love to talk and bullshit with everybody. <laughs> Cause that's just yeah, how it, I am. It, Cause it's, it's fun. That, yeah, it's fun. And, 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 you know, and now what you're doing, what you're doing, the stuff that you're doing, they appreciate that because you're putting it out on your podcast. You're doing other things. And right now, People enjoy the media stuff. I have people call me and say, hey, you know, I appreciate what you do with the heat race winners and stuff. I have some people that are like, oh, you never talked to us. Well, win the heat race, and I will. <laughs> I, you know, so now i got to change it next year where we're going to have the girl that helps me, Amy Schwed. She's actually one of our tech guys' daughters. She's a great kid. And I told her, I said, next year, so we have no crybabies. I said, we're going to do dri the drivers that you have, drivers for the week. From each division, that's who I'm going to interview when I do my whip around in the pits. I'm um, going to interview them because everybody complained I did. I, uh, you know, interviewed the same guys all the time. But now you so, got to hand out participation trophies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I told her I said the, dri the drivers of the week. That's who we'll interview. That way we get one from each class, and then I'll do the pick. You know, the heat race winners like I always do and stuff like that. But I, I just, it's just. Wow. You know, I had one guy come at me and, and, and he was right in, in one aspect, but he went about it the wrong way. And uh, he just said, oh, you never come down here any other time. I said, you haven't won a heat race. I'm down here for the guy that wins the heat race. And the driver understood, but his owner didn't understand. And then he kind of we kind of talked about it and we, and we worked it out. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess I guess an interview on Facebook means a lot to a lot of people. I don't know. I guess, I guess yeah, if you're not winning the heat races, you need some kind of publicity. So, you know, that's why they're that's why they're upset. They're like, oh damn, I can't win a heat race. Let me get on this Facebook Live. Well, we do all the Facebook Live stuff. All the heat races are on Facebook Live. All the feature winners are on Facebook Live. And then I do my whip around. I call it, you know, beginning of the night race race day live is like the beginning of the night. And you know, I go around the pits and I talk to people and I try to try to get everybody included and i guess i wasn't doing that too good and uh now that now i know what we're going to do we're just going to do drivers of the week she puts them up during the week and each driver of the week that's who we're going to interview and then that if we go through the whole year we should be able to get everybody and then everybody will be satisfied so uh, that's yeah, what I mean, me that's and kind of came cool up with. yeah i mean that's yeah okay 
I mean, I like what you That's, guys do. Now. I really do. I, I pay attention. You know, Mike does. Jennifer will like when you guys go live on a Saturday afternoon or whatever's going. We watch. I think it's pretty cool what you guys do. I really do. I think it's fan friendly. I just don't understand what the bad rap is about New Egypt Speedway. I just we we don't get it. It's it's a great facility. I, I, the food is good. Well, except, except for that one official that you got. And uh, what is it? Where is he now? Turn turn three. Oh, that guy. That yeah, guy, that Matt. Guy. That's guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. It's because he don't have no hair. He's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, you guys have the shit going on. Yeah, no, he I mean, probably would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Oh. Mr. Any flaws is power. You know, Mr. Guy with a flag. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, stick that up your ass and make yourself a popsicle, yeah, Matt. Nobody cares about what you're doing too. down there. Sideways, too. I know you were a cat, yeah. so knock it off. Not like you've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a sin, my son. Yeah, but anyhow. A couple hair berries and uh, Jesus Christ, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, no, uh, speaking of Matt, he, he texted me and said, he said, have fun with them people. I said, I will have fun with them. So now I'll probably get another text later telling me, oh, see, thanks a lot for running me in the ground after he listens tomorrow. Oh, so, that's why I, I, I blocked them off Facebook before we came on tonight because of this. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I should have blocked him, too. I planned the shit talking on him, so I'm um, good to go. <laughs> but, no, the track, I, I don't know what the deal is with the track getting a bad rap. Um, I, I mean, I've talked to the owner about it. He, he says that they hate him. They hate Fred Valsing. And, you know, Fred's well-known man around the town, and yeah, people heard. just don't like Fred, and, and I don't know why, but... You know, and then they don't, some people, they don't like Joey and, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy, you know, but that's, that's what you'll hear. Yeah. But then when the track's not around anymore, then what? Then, then it ain't Fred's fault no more. Oh, Fred, could you get it back? And there's, 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 I'd say there's probably four, three to four jobs that you're an asshole. Right out of the gate, you're an asshole if you had these jobs at the track. The race director, you're an asshole. The guy that prepares the track, you're an asshole. And the guy that owns the track, he's an asshole, too. All three of them are assholes. And they could be the nicest people in the world. And, you know, and they're just automatically assholes. Because no matter what, and I'll tell you what, our race director last year was Jim Brown, who takes the photographer. And Jim is like, no, not him. (laughs) It's the white. It's the white James Brown. Oh, Anyhow, no, no, no. Uh, that's oh, what I call him. The but his, his son. His son. Yeah, that's James Brown. Okay, <laughs> but anyhow, but anyhow, his son Joseph races, and Jim was our race director, and he is the nicest guy in the world. And you know, Jim would make a call, and and people would get pissed off that were friends with him because he had to make a call, and. It's a thankless job. It's it's like being a fireman or a cop. You right. know what I mean? And 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 that's the job that you don't want. You know because he he I could see the frustration sometimes because he he had to make a call because it was the right thing to do, and then people would get pissed off at him because he made the call. And sit back and realize why he had to do that before you go and get all pissed off at him. You know what I mean? He he was fair across the board. And then he just decided he was going to spend more time with his son, watching his son race and helping his son race. And, you know, hopefully, 
that that works out better for him because I, I hated to see him frustrated all the time. And now we have Warren Olston, who's just kind of like the total opposite. He he He's a great guy, too. Of course, Warren Flagger and all that. But Warren don't take nothing from nobody. It doesn't matter who you are. And uh, he just makes a call, and that's it. Whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. And he's fair across the board, too. I think we've been pretty fortunate to have Jim Brown and then to have Warren Olsen after him. We've been pretty lucky that way. Warren's real big with safety, too, isn't he? Yes, yes. I mean, I've seen that guy jump out of the flag stand and be the first guy out of the car upside down before the safety crew is there. For as big as he is, he's a pretty agile guy. <laughs> you know, and I watched him when I was a kid at East Windsor. He'd be waving the flags out behind the fence by the grandstands. As a little kid, I'd be playing with my matchboxes, and he'd be waving his flag. And now look at us. I'm an announcer, and, and he's in control of the track. So Warren, pretty Warren's neat deal. A, yeah, Warren's actually a very uh, he's a very interesting flagger to watch. He's very, uh, you know, he, he adds Animated. a lot to it. Yeah, he is. He's That's animated. He's very, yeah, he is. He is. And he's very, yep. very enjoyable yep. to watch as a flagger. Yeah, and it, you know, he's, he's been around racing for so long. He, he, he'd be a good guy to have on your show, too. He, he, he knows a lot. He's been, been through a lot in racing. I mean, he was with, at Flemington all them years, Bridgeport. He, he worked at Bridgeport. Uh, he traveled around with USAC and all that. He worked for Deo for a while. And he's been around. He's got some good stories, too. Yeah, we'll have to get him on too. I really enjoy <clears throat> watching. You know, yeah. I watch him fly a lot for Deo and stuff at the short track super series mm-hmm. races and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's. I, I like an animated flag, or it, it yeah, adds an extra. Does. You know, it just adds a adds little bit extra show. to the show. Yeah. Now, did you when you were younger? Did you ever get to go to the Delaware State Championships and go to that kind of stuff? Because I've, there was a flat. There was a flagger down there. My brother used to tell me he used to go. We're going to Delaware, and I'd be like. Okay, he goes, and the flagger is Elvis. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, the flagger is Elvis. And they were, the guy that flagged there wore a white suit, all white. He had sideburns. He looked just like Elvis Presley on a flag scene. No way. Yeah, no, just, yeah. He, he, he's a great guy, too. Yeah, I'm still getting acclimated to the South region uh, stuff going on. Down, a, lot, a lot different from New York. I mean, could you compare the styles of, like, the New York guys to down here? Uh yeah. Well, what's the differences? I, what are the likes, if I, any? I just think that if a track gets dry, hard, slick, I just think the New York guys got it down. I just think that they have they have something that you know. I mean, and, and you talk about Doug Hoffman. He was one of them guys that could go from from Jersey to Pennsylvania to New York. He could go anywhere and do what he does. The good ones can do that, but the guys from New York just got that dry, hard, slick track down. And, I mean, you, you look at Shepard and, and Stewie and them guys, they could go anywhere and they're fast anywhere they go. So, and, and, and that just, that just contributes to all the time that they spend in the seat and all the time that they spend with the research and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I'm amazed at some of the stuff that them guys can do. I mean, I got to watch Brightbow and all them guys. And then you see the New York guys come down, and you're like, ah, they ain't going to beat our guys. And then you might be kicking our guys' asses, and you're like, how did he do that? You know what I mean? And uh, it's just crazy. I mean, like I said, the first time we had the dirt guys at New Egypt, uh, the first Legends of the Fall show we had, Bob McCready won it. I mean, the track was bad. It was bad. And he didn't care. He just – 
He goes, I know the track was bad. He goes, you guys will get it. It's the first year. And he was so cordial and so kind. He didn't have a bad word to say about the track. Alan Johnson was pissed off because his car got muddy. But, he said, there's yeah, too much I, muddy. I, yeah, he was, I, he was I, mad. One of the greatest of all time. <laughs> he could be a little whiny. Oh, yeah. He was mad because the track was too heavy. Bob, Bob Damn, track's too those, heavy. Yeah, Bob's a throwback guy. Bob don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's up we, there with like a Kenny Brightbill and those guys. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Just we'll show up in an open trail. I mean, I'll drive my stock car to the track and beat your ass. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And and that's what kind of racing I was raised on. You know what I mean? Uh, the Stan Plowskis and guys like that there, yeah. and Kenny Brennan and and them guys. I watched them growing up when I was a kid, and you know, and get to see Stan a couple of years back racing a sprint car in Egypt at seventy years old. And Stan looks like he's about 40, you know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. And and we had a guy come to New Egypt the last race of the year with a Harry, Howie Kronz lookalike car, uh, the nine seat, identical. There was not a stitch missing. It looked just like the nine seat of Howie drove at Flemington. It wasn't the original car because my brother drove the original car that was the nine seat for Kenny Hammer out of Concha Hawk and, and uh, that car got cut up after it got wrecked at Big Diamond. So I knew it wasn't the original car, but I'll tell you what, if you didn't know what I know, you would never know that that's not the original car. That car is awesome looking. It's on the internet. It's a really neat looking car. Um, growing up, as you, you know, you're growing up, you're a little kid. Who was your first race hero? My brother. Was, My brother right. drag raced. He he uh he drove a stalker at, at English Town, a fifty six stalker, fifty six Chevy, uh named the Mighty Mouse. And when I was a kid at school, I'd come home and that car would be sitting in my in my mom's carport. He my brother John was always my hero. I <clears throat> I had pictures of him hanging on my wall instead of Mike Schmidt and all the rest of them guys. I mean, I was a baseball player growing up in school, but my brother John was always my hero. I mean, I you know it was just in the family and watching them guys work on race cars. And he, you know, worked at a body shop down the street at quality auto body, Robbie Stillwagon's grandfather. My brother, John worked for him. That's where my brother learned his trade with Robbie Stillwagon's grandfather, Tom Sickler. And, uh, that's how my brother learned enough to get his own shop. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny because now Tom Sickler's kid works at my brother's shop. And he has a 130, 130 coupe that he redone that was one of the first cars that my brother ever drove. So, yeah, my brother was my hero. I, I mean, it sounds corny, but, you know, I lost my dad when I was six years old, and my brother became my two brothers. My Actually, three of my brothers became my father. So, And I got to hang out with him and learn all that stuff. And, yeah, he – I got to say my brother John's my hero, and my brother Ken – who just passed away? He was my hero too. He, they, they were always there for me. They always made sure that I got what I needed. My very first one, like yeah, like you didn't have Mike Schmidt and all that other stuff, and I didn't have any. I had John Elway and Carl Collis. Yeah, he he was good. He, I used to like Eddie Mumford back in the day. Uh, Newt Hartman, you know, yep. guys that I liked that oh, weren't six. my hero. My brother was my hero, but Newt Hartman back then drove the number twenty four, but. Yeah, I mean, I used to get picked on at school because I liked racing. Oh, you don't oh. like baseball? 
screw you. I'm a racer. Yeah. I like racing. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Especially when you're around yeah. it like me and you were at, at, at such a young age. I mean, that's yep. – you, you're kidding me? <laughs> oh, he likes he likes cars. He don't like sports. No, I love sports. But I, I'm, I'm in the racing. I'm in the cars. You know what I mean? I used to get picked on all the time. I When I, I was in the National Guard, and this is a true story, I had a had a locker. We didn't have we had a foot locker, but we had a stand up locker. And it's funny because back then Roger Lorino was really running. He was one of my favorites. My sister in law would send me pictures to Georgia because I was in Fort Benning, Georgia. Pictures of my brother, pictures of uh, of Roger, and the clippings from the race paper. And my drill sergeant comes over and he goes, "Hey Leach, what is your problem?" I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Everybody's got pictures of pretty girls in their lockers." And you got wrecked freaking cars in your locker. He goes, what's wrong with you, boy? I said, hey, I like cars. He goes, yeah. He goes, but you can't marry one of them. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, just, I'm just, much I'm much younger than you guys, so my, my first racing hero actually was uh, Wade Hendrickson. How about that? And yeah. Wade drove for my brother. My right, brother and Wade are real close. And my and Wade has my brother's 1985 Bridgeport Championship car in his garage right now. There you go, Mike. If you're nice to Nick, you can have that car for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wade. Wade's a good guy. Wade's a really good guy. I've never yeah. actually met him, which is which is odd. But, can you believe uh, yeah. that, it, it, Nick? You gotta you, make this you, happen for him. I can make that happen. That's no you problem. You want to meet him? You want to meet your hero? I would love you, to meet if, him. If, there you go. Wade is, Wade is, Wade is, uh, he's the guy, he, he don't have much to say, but when he talks, you got to listen. Very smart man. His father's very smart. He's got a great family. They have the farm there. Yeah, Wade's very smart. When we, my brother demolished a car in East Windsor, and Wade said, I got a frame sitting out back. It's one that I made. He goes, you're more than welcome to have it. And my brother went up to, Taking the car, putting our body on it, wound up winning some races with it. But yeah, him and my brother and Wade are pretty close. Yeah, Wade's a good guy, man. You meet him, you'll fall in love with him. He's a good We're dude. We're gonna make that happen for you, Mike. Yeah, for you. Exactly. No, yeah, we can do that. Next uh, time, next you. time you come to New Egypt, if Wade's racing there, just just come get me and I'll take you over there. All right. Yeah, he, Wade's cool. Wade's that's very cool. You, but but don't piss him off because he's got a temper. Oh, that's fine. Well, I mean, they what deal, race car they driver does deal with me? They're fine. Yeah, Wade's cool. Yeah, Wade's Wade's yeah, cool. His, do, his daughter's cool. The, the one Bruno car. Okay. That's how, that's how young <laughs> I am. Wow. Because <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Well, was, Wade. Was what in the '90s? Yeah. Yup. Wade won his first feature at Bridgeport in Bob Briquette's number twenty-seven. That's when he won his first. He won his first feature at Bridgeport. And then he won a few races that he actually won, uh, raced the number two car for Wally Peterson, the Avenger number two. Uh, Jamie Mills drove it first, and then Wade wound up driving it for a long time. But, yeah, Wade's been around for a while. Uh, and if you notice, the, his suit says Leach on it. His driving suit has Leach Racing Associates on it, uh, depending on what suit he wears. Yep. Yep. I may, I may yep. have seen Wade down in, I don't know, I'm going to guess, 97 down at East Windsor. Would I be right or wrong on that? Uh, yeah, you probably did because Windsor didn't close until 2001. Right, 97. The only time I went down there and I watched Kenny Brightbill put a clinic on. It was the best display of driving I have 
ever witnessed, and against that field of cars, that says something. Oh yeah, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was brutal down there. When his car just, was right, he was a, fast. Oh, he's just a badass. Yeah, and and I when he came to New Egypt and ran, it was so hard to get anything out of Kenny. But once you start talking to Kenny, he's got some yeah. great stories. But to interview him, I'm like, all right, Ken, you know, how was it? You know, one 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 liners for me, and I'm like, Ken, you got to talk a little more than that. <laughs> and he, but he was, and his hands are so freaking big. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> and he's such a big guy, but man, he won everything when we first started at New Egypt. He won everything. Well, he's coming he on the show November 30th. So cool, cool. Yeah, Kenny's, Kenny's cool. Right, like I said, a I, bunch of one liners. Yeah, thanks for nah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's gotten better. But he, yeah, it, it, like I said, it's cool. Kenny Brightbill, Bob McCready, I got to interview all them guys, pouch all them guys. And that's, you know, and I, I lately I've been getting Pete out there to do victory lane stuff because nobody, they, they forget who that guy is up there. You know what I mean? And Pete's just a great guy. And I said, Pete, he loves sprint cars. Like he was at BAPS. And, and I said, well, when the sprint cars come, you do all the sprint car stuff. Go down there and interview them guys so people get to know who you are. And, and now he's, you know, he does the stuff with Brett, you know, down there in, at Georgetown and stuff. So he's he's getting his face out there and, and stuff. But uh, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't be able to be who I am at New Egypt if it wasn't for that guy. He's Pete's just a genuine good dude. Yeah, he's a, I think he's a great announcer, too. I hear him all – like, I go down to Georgetown a couple times a year, so I always hear him when he's down there. And he actually did uh, – he did the announcing for the iRacing stuff earlier this year, too, which is really cool. Yeah, that was me and him. Me and him yep. done that. It was me, him, and Chris Moore at first, and then Chris said, ah, being just through New Egypt because you guys do it, and, you know, that's another one. I mean, Chris never done it either. Chris walked up into Bridgeport and said, hey, you know, what do I need to do to be an intern and, and learn how to do this stuff? I want to be an announcer, and now he's an announcer, and, and he does a great job. I mean, he and he's young. He's going to be around for a long time, and he, he mentors himself after Jeff Aylam, and <laughs> who better? I mean, Jeff – if there's anything you need to know about stats between Pete and Jeff, you'll know it because them guys know everything that needs to be done. But yeah, Chris does a good job. He's a good guy. Nick, out of all the drivers that you interviewed, who is your by far, hands down, your most favorite and why? My most favorite guy to interview and why? <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That is, isn't it? Uh, so that's somebody to pick from, right? I'd ha- I'd have to I'd have to I'd have to say there's more than one. Okay, go for I it. Always, I I I always interview I always like interviewing Ryan Godown because he never yeah. never pulls any punches when he interviews him. Yeah, he always he's, tells you where yeah. it's at. Mm-hmm. D- Danny Buck's another one, believe it or not. I pair them two together. Uh, Billy Pouch, another one. You know, I would I would talk to Senior all the time. And uh, I always enjoyed interviewing him, but um, there's just so many of them that I've interviewed that, uh, you know, and Brett Hearn, you know, like I said, Brett Hearn, he he just, I've always had a good uh, relationship why? with Brett. I would mm. talk to him before the races and stuff and like him or hate him, he could get the job done it's no not, matter where he went. For me, it's not, it's, it, it, it's not his driving guys. One of the best. Uh, I right. grew up. I grew up in Orange County, so I got to see him every week. It's just more of a personality thing with me. But I don't know him either, so 
I'd lo- I would love the opportunity I've never to have seen, him on. But, you know. I, a lot of people feel the same way that you do. I've never seen that side of Brett. I've never had that chance to, to see that side of Brett. But I'd have to say, getting into what I got into, I've, I always wanted – Billy Pass was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Uh, my brother, Ken, when I was little, he got me an autographed picture of Billy, and Billy gave it to me at the scale at Flemington through the fence. And Billy Sr. has always been one of my favorites, and I'll never forget that. I, ha- I still have that picture today. So I would have to say that Sr. is is probably my all-time favorite besides my brother, Billy Pouch Sr., getting to interview him and, and go through the things that he did at New Egypt, seeing him win his 100th race and win championships there and being able to give him uh, trophies and stuff for all the accolades he got at New Egypt and uh, – I would really love to see him come back there and race. But the thing with that is little Billy doesn't like to race at the same track his father does. Well, so uh, it just, he just doesn't like to race where his father races. I've asked him that before. And he goes, I, I just, I'm just not comfortable racing where my father races. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's what kind of keeps him at new Egypt because the old man's at Bridgeport. Uh, of course, Ricky Holston, who owns Billy's car, yeah. uh, likes new Egypt too. I mean, you know, Billy's really good at New Egypt. You know, he may not have had the year he wanted to have this year at, at New Egypt, but uh, that's his bread and butter track, I would think. You know what I mean? He, he On any given night, he, he's hard to beat at New Egypt. And, and watch him be a little, little kid and, and get in a modified and win races and win the championship, through my eyes, that that's a pretty cool thing to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've got to see so many kids progress. Like Brandon Grasso, he used to ride on the golf cart with me when his parents were in the racetrack. He used to sit in the tower with me, and now I interview him when he wins features. It's just, and now his brother Justin's racing. It's just crazy it, the way things come around full circle. It's nuts. Yeah, you have like the really, you have a really cool, uh, you know, aspect of that. You like you said, you get to watch them grow up as kids at the track to. To end up in a race car, that's that's cool to see it come full. No, I I feel really fucking old, is what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna come out and say that. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, you're it, a guest. It, I'm it, trying it, to be polite. You don't have to be polite to me. We're family now. Oh yeah, now oh shit, we're in now. We're in like Flynn now. Yeah, no, I I it, I love my job. You know, my wife will tell you there's no other job in the world but that job. You do things for that track that you don't do for anything else. And I'm like, well, you know, that's my fun job. It's just something that I always wanted to do. And I got a break thanks to Mark Brackwell and and Ricky Grasso and Andy Belmont. I mean, me and Andy Belmont are close. We live in the same town. And if it wasn't for that guy, if it wasn't for that guy, uh, me and Pete wouldn't be able to do what we do because he's the guy that basically hired us, Mark Blackwell. Told him to give us a chance. I, it was a phone call deal. He said, "You ain't got a whole bunch of experience, but you got heart, and that's good enough for me." And that, for, I knew Andy because he raced against my brother, but then we formed a friendship, and we've been friends ever since. And I talked to Andy once a week, and now his kids are racing. His kids used to be up in the tower with me when they were little, little, and now his kids race. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. I've been pretty blessed to. To meet a lot of great people, including yourselves and a lot of great other people in, oh, in the sport that we shit. love, you know. Yeah, I'm fucking lying. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. One one last question before we wrap this up. 
Dirt Modified Racing. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of Dirt mod- Northeast Dirt Modified Racing? Are we talking about up north or my area? Canada, New York, Delaware, Jersey, PA, all of it. Well, I, I, I'd have to say up north. It's got to be Stewart and, and, and uh, you know, before Brett retired, I would have to put Brett near, but Stewart and Shepard and, uh, you know, all the heavy hitters up there, they're, they're all, you know, they're all top notch. Here in New Jersey and in this area, I don't know, that Yankowski kid's pretty, pretty <laughs> swift, but it, you can't count Pouch out. You can't count go down out and buck and, and, and all these guys that, that race every week at these tracks. And, you know, uh, I'm friends with all these guys, so I don't want to – I could just say all of them, to be honest with you, because I watch them all, you know, every week. Uh, I didn't get to go to Bridgeport, but I get to go to New Egypt and watch these guys. I'm an underdog guy. I like to see underdogs win. You know what I mean? I like to see a guy that doesn't have a real big sponsor – or anything like that. But I, Billy Pouch has been on the top of the heap for a long time. Uh, yeah. He's always going to be a winner. The kid's always going to be a winner. You know, the, the guys that are consistent, Danny Buck is, is, is starting to, he should have had his breakout year a couple of years ago. And, you know, he's there now. He won the championship. But, and Ryan Creighton's coming along and Brandon yeah. and all them guys. But I, I got to tell you, who's one of my favorites, and, and this is probably going to throw you a, Throw you a loop. Jimmy Blewett is one of my favorites. And he became one of my favorites simply because everybody doesn't like him at Wall Stadium and all that. I, I, I just said to myself, I said, why does everybody hate this guy? Why does nobody like this guy? He stopped us. And I, did he? Yep. Yeah. He's supposed to come on the show. He never, he never messaged us back. Really? Yeah. Huh. I find that hard to believe. Uh, oh, oh, we're going to lie to you? Come on now. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you're going to lie to me, but I find that hard to believe that he wouldn't get back to you. I'll have to jump <clears throat> his ass for that. But because so many people you just take like care of that shit for us, huh? I will take care of that shit for you. But anyhow, <laughs> that he became, he, I became, he became one of my favorites because of all the haters. And I went and talked to him, and I got to be real good friends with him. And he started racing dirt and all that. But he was real good friends with Danny Serrano. Him and Danny were tight. Right. God rest okay. his soul. And, and you know, and I got to know Jimmy. And, you know, and uh, if you don't get a chance to know people, even though he's, he, he, he's, he snobs you guys, you got to get a chance to know him. Once you get to know him, you'll really like him. Outside of racing, Jimmy does whatever it takes to win. He's there to win. He's not there to make friends. He's there to win races. Yep, and that's and and that's just what he. I've seen him not take any shit from anybody, and that be at Wall, that be at New Egypt, that be at Bridgeport, wherever. And 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 until you, I've learned one lesson in this thing that we do. Until you get to know or talk to that person directly, don't believe anything you hear or see. Oh, I I I I completely agree with that. Because I heard yeah, you guys were a pack of assholes, and I said, ah, I don't believe that. Who, us? Oh, yeah, we still are. I, so, I, well, I'm the head asshole, so that, that, nothing's changed there. Just, I mean, but they were the cool just, assholes. Just remember, the asshole is the most important thing on the human body. If that yeah, don't work... Yeah, we're also going to shit out of, right? 
you work, you're, you're screwed. If that, if your asshole won't work, you're screwed. And remember, everybody's got a cracked ass. Everybody. Everybody. And this I'll, happens I'll, to show more than most. I'll message you on the side. Wait, I'm going to find out who's talking shit about us, and we'll take care of that. No, nobody was. I was kidding with you. <laughs> nobody said oh, nothing. Oh, okay. That, are you recanting your last statement? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I was joking, and you took it serious. Actually, Matt told me you were back. Well, that's because hanging out with Jennifer, she gives you one of those fucking guilty complexes, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> she's she's there to make you she's guys look good. What do you want? Hey, hey, she's there to make you guys look good. Just remember, <laughs> yes, behind, every, right? behind every man is a good woman. Behind yes. every woman is a good behind. Remember that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you know, hey, I got to watch now because if my wife listens to this tomorrow and I say she's got nice hooters, you know, it ain't going to be talking about wings. You know what I'm saying? I I think the FCC is going to shut us the fuck down after this one. Yeah, you done screwed that up. Uh, You know what? We're going out of a bag. You know, screw them. Well, now that. We're supposed to end this with a bang, ain't we? Ain't we supposed to bring something up that we were supposed to talk about first thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I, think we, I think we let it rest and we beat it with a stick when we do our own thing. What do you think? Oh, oh my God. I'll be the, oh, yes, yes. I'm all about beating a dead horse and then kill it, back it over and kill it again. <laughs> Well, I drive a dump truck, so I got plenty of places to oh, hide. Can I, can, I, can I do it? Can I do it? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's why we like Absolutely. Any uh, other questions you got for me, good or bad? Before we wrap I, this I up, oh, before this, yeah, I have one more question. Before we wrap this up, next time we're all together down at New Egypt, can you take Jennifer around your golf cart for Christ's sakes? She can drive it if she wants. Oh, oh there you go. Hey, we'll, hey, we'll race for Joey's uh, uh, golf cart, too, for like a five-lapper or something. I would have gave it to you because all it does is sit there after I do the live stuff. It just sits downstairs. You guys oh, could have took it with you and drove it around all night. Oh, my oh, God. Hell, we could have used that because oh. I was tired of walking back forth to the that's damn crow's nest. That is New Egypt Speedway, New Egypt, New Jersey. Go check this place out. You'll see us run over and probably get arrested for who God knows what in Nick's golf cart. I'll make sure I put my cooler on the back of it and put a lot of Kool-Aid in it for you guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, I, what, what have you guys heard about motorsports? What's going on with that? Have you guys heard anything about that? I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. Uh, it depends who gets in office. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, hope, I, uh, mm-hmm. I hope it's still I, I on. Yeah, I hope so, too. So. But I'll be there at the New Egypt booth, and I'll be walking around to get myself in trouble. So make sure you come see me. And like I said, just uh, you guys have my number now. Just yes. Anything you need, let me know when you're coming. That way I can tell Stacy to put you on the hit list, and you guys can come down there, and we'll, we'll do what we do. Awesome. We appreciate awesome. it. Uh, uh, no problem. Nitro Nick Leach, everybody. Announcer, racing expert, encyclopedia, New Egypt Speedway. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you guys having me. And like I said, I hope you don't get thrown off by the FCC. And trust me, kids, this is a different show than what you will see at New Egypt. I will still be the nice fat guy on the golf cart. Trust me. <laughs> Thanks, Dick, for coming on. It was hey, All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good You're night. Well. And uh, like I said, whenever you need something, just give me a call and we'll hook you up. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. All right. All right. We'll talk to you later.
right, bye bye. Nick Leach, ladies and gentlemen. Nick Probably Leach. One of the most. Uh, this is an epic show. I, I don't care if it gets fifty. This is an epic show. This is a must listen. My God, that was just a blast. Uh, that's this is why we do what we do. Oh man, that was great. Oh, uh, my stomach still hurts from laughing. My face hurts from laughing. Uh, it was. It was just. That was just great. That was just. That was just fantastic. It really was. But uh, normally, normally we would talk to you guys after our guests, but uh, that one ran a little long, so we really don't yeah. have much time. So we're, we're gonna, gonna wrap, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. up. So I'm gonna take her out, and we're gonna end the show. My co-host, the Big Daddy Mike Clark, uh, Michael Clark Griswold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Punchy Houseman, and me, of course, me, the asshole, the mouth, and you've been black flagged. Shut the f up!